All right, welcome to Marketing Automation Talk, the podcast made to help you convert more and convert faster, where we feature some of the biggest names in marketing automation. Learn from the best on how to grow your business with your host, Lior Weinstein, and his guest. And uh, Lior, can you believe it? We finally made it to the studio with the inaugural episode. You know what? I can. <laughs> I know, right? It's been too long. It yeah. was just a matter of time, yeah. So uh, we're very excited for this inaugural show in the Pro Business Channel studios here in Atlanta. If you're listening, we uh, have our million-dollar Buckhead view. But um, so, uh, so talk to us, Lior, about um, the mission, what you want to accomplish, what listeners uh, might expect as far as takeaways. Yeah. So I've been a digital marketer for many years, over 12 years now. And I heard on a talk recently that there are already over like 1,300 or 1,500 marketing automation products and services, which I was kind of taken aback by it because uh, I've been using these tools for years but didn't realize it was that prolific. So I figured, you know what, um, it's so hard to make heads or tails out of it, and you never know what tools to use and even how to use it, right? Right now, you just Google marketing anything, and it seems like a new startup is on Product Hunt every Tuesday and Wednesday. So I figured, let's let's do a podcast. Let's bring some people in to talk about what they do and how they do it and how does it help customers so marketers can can use it better. I like that name, Marketing Anything. I might uh, buy that domain name, yeah. Well, trademark. It's trademark right now. <laughs> all right, all right now. We have a recording. Okay. And witnesses. Yeah, and speaking of witnesses, so if you wouldn't mind uh, welcoming your uh, guest to the uh, studio and to the show. Absolutely. Welcome. Uh, let's start with Joe. Joe Rieger from Springbot. How you doing? Pretty good. It's great to be here. Thank you. Fantastic. And Maddie Richardson Hello. from Market Wake. Uh, Maddie, tell us just a little bit about what you're going to talk about today. We're going to interview you soon, but yeah. uh, just so they can... Sure, yeah. So um, MarketWake is a digital marketing agency right here in Atlanta. Um, and so today I'll kind of be taking that side and approaching automation from a services aspect and the services that we build around automation. Like you said, there's a lot out there. So what you do with it. Terrific. Mm -hmm. And last but not least, Rachel Orston from IBM. How are you doing, Rachel? Hello. Good to be here. Thanks. Thank you. Uh, so what are you going to talk about today, just briefly? I'm going to talk about Watson and cognitive specifically. You know, a lot of people have been hearing about that. Hopefully folks have seen some of the IBM commercials that are out yeah. there. But I think a lot of people don't really understand really what Watson's doing more pragmatically in the marketing space and some things that um, are going on that I hope, hope will interest some folks. Yeah, well, it is a very small startup, so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. um, so, Joe, let's start with you. Funny enough, so um, we met three years ago. Uh, maybe even more than three now. And uh, I was at a local Atlanta startup called VCon, and Springbot and VCon were in the same accelerator together, Flashpoint. Yep. Uh, so I actually got to see Springbot from like two people to, I don't know how, how big you are right now. How big you are right we're now? We're right around 70 people right now. 70 people. Jeez, oh. I missed the boat on that, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Joe, startup guy, entrepreneur, passionate for predictive analytics and machine learning algorithms. Um, tell us a little bit about about Springbot. Um, how long have you been in business? Um, as you mentioned, probably three, three and a half years ago, we, um, uh, myself, Brooks Robinson, and Alan Nance got together. I was dealing with uh, some big data challenges in some of my projects, and they were dealing with some e-commerce and marketing challenges, and we decided that there was something there. Um, and the something there was that we realized that small businesses – had access to a ton of data, but they weren't really leveraging it to the best of their abilities. And we realized that we could jump in, apply some of these awesome algorithms that uh, are so exciting, and, um, and help them grow. Um, so that's where we went through the Flashpoint program, started mm -hmm. to learn a little bit more about, uh, about our market, about our customers, about how the data could really help them grow. Um, that helped us attract some early funding. We used that to, uh, to build out the version one product 
take it to market, um, learn a little about what worked to help people grow, uh, raise a Series A to grow out the sales team, and uh, we've continued to, to grow from there. That's fantastic. I love that product. I actually recommend it all the time whenever I... Uh, I just recently saw that you also support Shopify now. We do. Our second big e- ecosystem we've moved into. So first was uh, uh, Magento. Yep. And uh, Shopify was a natural second. Wow. Terrific. So tell us a little, about, a little bit about what does it do? How does it work? So the core challenge, if you're a um, small business e-commerce marketer, is that you're a very brave individual, right? So you, you've probably quit a job, and you've embarked on this journey to go sell pens or pencils or uh, leather notebook covers or jeans or something that you know very well and are very passionate about. Um, and you start to grow. It moves from a hobby project to um, a real business. You get a warehouse. You, um, you hire your first members of the team. Um, and then you realize that there's a bit of a plateau. And um, people tell you you need to engage in marketing activities. And kind of like you with marketing automation, you hop online, you do some searching for e-commerce marketing, and you find thousands of concepts and ideas. And these are all very well-meaning people who are trying to help you grow and help you um, use marketing. But the inherent effect that it has on you as a small business owner is that it tends to paralyze you. And the reason is you do a lot of things, but you don't understand what works and what doesn't. And so what Springbot does, one of the core things that we do, is we step in and we show you for each marketing action what was the actual effect. In other words, how many sales did you get? How many add to carts? How many uh, new site visitors did you get? And that information is inherently liberating because now you know I can do more of the stuff that works and less of the stuff that doesn't work. And that gets our customers, on average, about a 63% growth over the first three months of using Springbot. Wow, is quite that's a great amazing. Return. And it really, for us, it highlights how paralyzed a lot of um, folks are when it comes to, uh, to using social and email and segmented data and personalization and all these great tools that are out there. This paralysis is, is inherently uh, troubling. Yeah. Wow. Terrific. So it tracks any, if I send an email or do a blog post, it would tell, it would correlate basically between that activity yep. and actual revenues, like sales revenues. For me. And actual sales revenues. And then we go a little bit deeper. We actually tell you about the customers who are buying. So some interesting things happen. For example, if you try to uh, market to women, um, a lot of times uh, it's men that end up buying as a direct causal result. Um, tell me about result. it. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> and so, of course, what ha- what's happening is women are forwarding the email to their, uh, their spouses and, and they're buying gifts for them, which is great. Um, but if you don't understand that that's what, ha- what is happening, it's hard to craft email campaigns and promotions and, and coupon codes that really fit that usage pattern. And so Springbot helps highlight those. It helps show you what's, what's really happening with your store. Wow, terrific. So if, if you uh, meet a new Magento or Shopify e-commerce owner, why, how would you describe why does he need to use uh, Springbot? I mean, obviously, any, any marketing tool out there will tell you you're going to sell more, you're going to do more. Right? Yeah, yeah. I, the big thing is that they, they kind of know inherently that hidden in their data are the answers for how to grow. Um, they need a tool that looks across all the different channels, so Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, Google Analytics, um, their Magento store itself, to try to unearth the things that they should do next. And so Springbot has a very action-oriented mindset. We're not mm-hmm. simply trying to tell you uh, pieces of information. We're trying to be prescriptive, and that's where the algorithms come in, we say, hey, we noticed that um, men on Twitter are buying this product. We actually think you should do an email campaign to men with this product and this promotion. And in that way, we're helping you take that next step, take, take that next action. Oh, that's terrific, because that's, that's actually one of the biggest pain points of marketers, right? Because you see all these blog posts and, and, and conferences. I'm going to content marketing world next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I know like half the talks are going to be about what you can do. 
Right. And the problem is today with technology, you can do a lot. Right. So the big difference is well, from what I'm hearing is that you told them what they should do. Right. Absolutely. We give them a starting point. And then from there, the algorithms improve themselves over time. So kind of narrow in on what specifically works for your store. Wow. Terrific. So how does somebody actually use the Springbok platform? Is that a complicated thing? Is that... No, so we wanted to make it dead simple. A lot of the um, businesses we work with, again, they're very busy. Uh, they're passionate about leather notebooks and jeans. Mm -hmm. um, they don't want to get into a big development effort to uh, install our software. So both Magento and Shopify have app stores, very much like the uh, Apple iPhone app store. Mm -hmm. You go in, you click a button, you install the app. Uh, go to springbot.com, sign up for a demo. We'll walk you through about 30 minutes of um, description of how the product's used. And then we have a coaching team, wonderful coaching team, that um, walks you through your first few campaigns, um, gives you milestones to shoot for, and really helps you get the most out of the platform. But no, we try to make it as, as dead simple as possible to uh, get engaged with Springbot. Oh, I love that because um, a lot of small businesses, one of the biggest issues is they can't afford expensive marketers. Right. Right. So you guys kind of solve that problem for them with technology. Absolutely. That was one of the big mindsets was let's take what uh, big business businesses are doing and bring it to the small to medium-sized market. Right. So instead of paying somebody 80 grand a year, yep. uh, they can just pay you how much? How much does it cost to... Yep. So we've got three pricing bands based on the size of your store, um, $199, $399, and $799. So we try to make it very um, price competitive and very simple. Um, we don't uh, nickel and dime you with a whole bunch of uh, extra uh, things that we charge you for. Wow. Terrific. That's a great deal, I have to say, because I know I, I work a lot. I mentor here at ATDC, and I work with a lot of startup entrepreneurs, and whenever they want to do these fantasy things, yeah. end of the day, they have to pay somebody a lot of money, either in a big hourly fee or just hire a salaried employee. Right. And, you know, considering they can get all this intelligence for 200 400 bucks a month, that's amazing. Yep, we agree. Yeah, great job. <laughs> Fascinating. Thank you so much, Joe. Absolutely. Maddie. Hi, Lior. How are you doing? Just great. This is a nice day in Atlanta, I have to say, right? Oh, absolutely. I concur. <laughs> Didn't even have any traffic coming in. Concur. Um, so, Maddie. Maddie is the CEO and co-founder of Market Wake. It is a metrics-driven digital marketing agency here in Atlanta. Uh, she comes from and has a strong voice in the world of strategic graphic and web design, working with major brands like West Elm, Just Fab, and Intel. Um, over the course of her career, she has led multiple creative and strategic teams working in digital playgrounds across many platforms uh, with an overarching philosophy to make good work. I love that. Um, work that helps businesses tell their story and moves consumers to actions. She lives and plays in South Atlanta uh, with her talented bartender husband and one half-year-old son. I have a half-year-old <laughs> son, and that's why I don't sleep well. That's one so. year less than one and a half. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, Maddie, what is? Um, tell us a little bit about Market Wake first. Sure. Yeah, we started um, about two years ago now, and um, really carving out a space in the market. You know, there's there's a lot of agencies in Atlanta, everywhere. Sure. Um, but our approach really was to focus on the metrics. And you know, my business partner Brooke Beach and I, we have backgrounds um, in house, and we've worked with agencies elsewhere, and found a lot that. Man, there's a lot of talk, but there are very few numbers, very few clients of those agencies could truly say, this is what our marketing efforts are doing to our bottom line, this return on investment. And we thought, that's a crime because we know how to do that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so we started Market Week from there. Wow, terrific. Mm -hmm. So what is the most common reason your customers come looking for a solution like yours? Yeah, so our customers usually have a 
product or service that's tested. So they're market tested, they know what they have, they've been successful, they've seen some traction. Um, but they're figuring out how to get to the next level. What's their next step to really see some um, impactful growth? Um, they might have heard some you know, buzzed words about automation or what marketing could do for them, but they're really in an exploratory phase and they're saying, hey, this sounds like it's for us, but um, we're not sure how to get there yet. Wow, terrific. So yeah, as an agency, you're agnostic to the tool, right? So you kind of custom tailor the solution to your clients. For sure. Yeah, we definitely do. And there's a lot of factors that go into that. But we'll start them usually from an automation phase and then start implementation and strategy from there. Very cool. So yeah, I mean, you said there's a lot of buzz around marketing automation, right? Yes, for sure. When to do it, how to do it, what are the best tools to do? So, you know, as an agency, as an an expert, what do you think are the top five things every company should know when they're looking to implement some, some type of marketing automation? Yeah, there's there are a few things to consider, and Joe, you can roll your eyes at me if you <laughs> if you want. Um, so we a lot of times we talk about goals. So um, you know because automation has evolved so quickly over the past you know few few years, um, you have to consider what are your goals. Are you in a phase where you have zero visibility and you're trying to build visibility? There are tools that are really, really great at data and giving you insight. There are also some tools that are built um, in a way that they allow you to take action, like you were saying. Um, and so you have to figure out what stage you're in and what your goals are in, um, in achieving automation. Budget. I, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. I, I think you have to figure out, in, in our context, it's am I trying to optimize conversion rate, at cart rate, and we're right. trying to convert top of funnel traffic, um, and that's a big part of how uh, Springbot customers tweak the algorithms to get the uh, the recommendations. But no, no, I completely agree. You, ha- you sure. have to know and be purposeful about what you're trying to accomplish. Right, and I like that you talked about budget, and you guys kind of already hit that. But that's a huge thing. We, you know, at the phase where you're looking at automation and in those growth phases, we don't recommend bootstrapping your automation. We recommend laying a really strong foundation um, that's going to give you the results and the visibility that you in- originally intended, you know, for. So, I definitely think budget plays a, a piece into it. Knowing your messaging, you're going to have to fill that automation tool with content that's churning out. So. Really know your messaging, what your target is responding to, um, have an idea in place. If not, get someone who does. Um, and then metrics. Different tools are going to give you visibility into different things. So figure out what metrics will really show if you're reaching your goals or not, and then go from there. Yeah, and I think to that point, you know, I, I see a lot of um, ways people look at marketing automation spend and investment for mm-hmm. the most part. And what I tell them is, you know, marketing automation is supposed to reduce or remove a lot of repetitive manual tasks that Absolutely. are necessary for something. So, A, you should look at it when you compare it to somebody's salary, not like a web host that's 10 bucks a month, right? That's not the right way to look at the pricing of that world. The second is um, the sooner you install the system, the sooner you collect the data. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you don't know what data is going to be important. Right? Maybe you'll find out that visiting this one you know, random blog post page is generating 50% conversions. But unless you install that pixel, you would never realize that six months later. Mm-hmm. So just doing it early and right with the right systems is very yeah, important. I completely agree with that. So uh, you've got an extensive background in design. How does that play into MarketWake's approach to digital marketing and automation specifically? Um, I kind of alluded to it before, but that's really where we started. That's kind of where the heart is. So... Um, especially in B2B, a lot of times you could get away with just having a strategy before now for the last two years. But um, but today you're speaking to people, whether you're talking to businesses or you're talking to consumers, it's noisy and people are getting a lot of content. So um, design is huge. You're, you know, people are making decisions within three seconds of seeing your email, looking at your website. 
um, and they're making not only dis they're making assumptions that are driving conversion or not driving conversion. So design is huge and not pretty design or in, in modern design necessarily, but strategic design that's intentional and speaks to your audience. And also consistent, especially if you use like multiple tools, Absolutely. each system has their own templates and you know stuff they do it. And if yeah. you have somebody that's in charge of making sure that your message is consistent across all the channels, that's that's a pretty big deal. Right. You don't want two-faced. Mm -hmm. You want the same thing every single time. So circling back to this um, metrics-driven creative idea, what's the most important metrics or benchmarks um, you use to gauge marketing success? tricky um <laughs> that's this, how i roll <laughs> this really i mean this really does depend on your goals you know it, it's going to range from from if you're b2b if you're b2c if you're e-commerce who you are really will drive those metrics but i would say the most important thing to keep in mind is that um again keep your goals in mind and determine you know your benchmarks or your kpis on those goals so you know, some people, you know, really love open rates. Oh, man, open rate was so high. Okay, is it driving conversion? Because click-through rate is actually probably going to be what will show you a better, you know, um, give you better visibility into actual conversion from email. Um, so there's, there's different ways that you can finagle it. But we really strive to listen to customers' goals, translate that into KPIs, translate that into benchmarks, and then that's what we track. Yeah, and that's basically where you start, right? Because a company comes For to sure. you, they sometimes they don't even know what they should track. So right. you tell them, okay, you need more leads, let's you know, let's start there, right. right, lead gen. Or even worse, they come to you and they're like, retargeting is it, this is what we need mm -hmm. to drive all things. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll say, okay, take, take a step back, there's usually you know a lot of factors, a lot of efforts that go into something that makes a retargeting campaign successful, and then let's Yeah, let's you need traffic up. before you can retarget right? it, right? <laughs> That helps. Novel idea, mm -hmm. Lior. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Thank you so much, Maddie. For sure. Rachel, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I'm terrific. I loved hearing Matt. Yeah, I think we're going through a really fun services resurgence. And we've always had a really thriving agency ecosystem in Atlanta. Um, but I really think that um, some of the things that Maddie talked about, and I ran services for Silverpot for several years, so I've lived, you know, lived the services side, but of course within uh. a tech company. Um, it's ME tools have gotten really complex. They really have. And there's some great tools out there like Springbot that are simplifying that for end users to take the burden away. But I think now more than ever, having a very trusted services partner is incredibly important. Incredibly important. So. Yeah, and it looks like exciting. the market is kind of creating solutions for different segments now, different customer segments Absolutely. and kind of being extremely um, tailor-made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I get the services side of the business. <laughs> I hear you, Int Rachel. Intimately. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about um, about Watson. You know, most listeners uh, probably heard of Watson one you know one day in their life. Ever since I think Jeopardy was like the first time yeah. I became famous. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so but what's Watson in 2016? Sure, sure. So you know, Watson for as a kind of an overall as a technology platform that essentially takes machine learning and artificial intelligence and drives insights um, through large amounts of unstructured data. That's essentially what, what Watson does. And to a lot of people, that's still pretty ethereal. Like, what was, was, okay, so drill that down for me. And um, I came to IBM a couple years ago through the Silverpop acquisition and more recently really wanted to personally dive into Watson. It was something that I just found fascinating myself and wanted to learn more. 
And um, in the last year, um, the Watson team has really been heads down building a whole developer suite to make Watson more accessible um, for everyday use in business applications. And so they most recently uh, went GA with several really interesting developer services, um, some of which um, I think have really some great applications in, in the MA, in the marketing automation world. Um, specifically, there's um, personality insights and tone analyzer, which really takes um, unstructured contextual data through, I think what Watson has is a very unique uh, natural language processing capability and can really match um, tone and sentiment, so intention to buy uh, or predictability to buy, um, to uh, images or to um, exchanges that happen between consumers and you know and sellers, okay, whether those are marketers or online or even, or even in the offline world think audio think calls think other things so to make it real let's say you know i'm already through another marketing automation system tracking incoming tweets that i want to respond i can kind of process it with watson's api and get some kind of a lead scoring for intent to purchase you could yeah and you could start to segment those buyers into you know what what their predisposition might be and and there's some pre-built dispositions in terms of emotional states or intentionalities that, that come kind of with the APIs. Um, those are in terms of tone, um, in terms of what's actually being said. And then there's even more deeper ones where, um, depending on how much structured data could be acquired, on our website we say something like 3,500 words, but it varies. Um, we could even start putting you into to some of the more predominant uh, personality categories like Big Five and others that are, you know, psych- psychologists would say are more of the predominant uh, psychological categories. So you can start to build some really interesting segmentation. I think I need it as an app. And every time <laughs> I talk to my wife, have this just live, you know, live sentiment analysis. What, what does she really yeah. want? Which and not want? Am I in you. trouble? That's really what I want to know. know what, am I in com- trouble? If you come from the branding world, these are techniques that folks have used more traditionally. Um, like if you look at archetyped type of personas and things like that, this has been used in the branding world for some time. But being able to take that through an unstructured data in a dynamic way Way and actually start to tailor the message on demand to those sellers. On the that, fly, that's on a big the fly. Deal. That's really where I think Watson's power. We haven't gotten to the what's next part of the conversation <laughs> right. yet, but but that's really where I think um, AI is, could be very powerful. And I think we've spent the last chapter of marketing automation automating activities, like um, making it more efficient. Like we talked about for people to do things. I think Watson will be very could be very powerful in simplifying the messaging and how we craft our messaging, what, what we say, um, which is very different than what we do. And Watson is a service that companies like Springbot can sign up and kind of add features uh, to their customers. Absolutely, product. absolutely. So, um, so IBM's been very rampant right now trying to seed a, a developer ecosystem around Watson, and there's been a couple companies out there um, in the marketing automation space that have taken to it. So it's really exciting. So I've really shifted as much as I'm still a big proponent of IBM Marketing Cloud, of course, um, coming from Silverpop. It's exciting to We're not to holding now. it against you. That's fine. <laughs> it's exciting to see Watson start to seed a broader ecosystem of players in the marketing automation space as well. Very cool. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess a big trend that's happening now is that traditionally marketers, you know, did did a stand up meeting once a week or once a month or once a quarter and looked at all the comments, all the tweets that came in, and could try to settle kind of a strategy. And now everything needs to be on the fly because that's where the conversion opportunity is, right? If that's you right. capture the customer when they're in that buying state, um, I remember somebody talking about an example of you know somebody trashing. Uh, a cable company on you know Twitter and a satellite TV company just you know tweeted him back to try That's to right. capture him. So uh, those are interesting use cases that just wouldn't have been 
available to the public, you know, five years ago. That's right. Uh, and now they just commoditize. That's right. There's another offering that Watson has too called Engagement Advisor, and they're they're having a lot of success in in the things you would traditionally think Watson would be good for, like um, support agents. So so being able to answer questions. You know, Watson is very can be well trained. So when you think about having to call and not talk to a support representative, but you have an issue, you have a question, but think about the customer marketing opportunity. So if that was um, if the customer was frustrated or depending on the question that the customer had, could that then trigger a marketing follow-up, right? So those are the types of things that I think would also be interesting for a, a closed-loop marketing cycle from um, Engagement Advisor, which is taking off very um, well in the support realm. Yeah, we're, we have the website up and uh, oh, great. looking at, at the marketing collateral. There it is. Ta-da. Uh, Ta-da. Fascinating. Right. So basically, you can hook this up to your ticketing system and Correct. then start to get leads from active you know, tickets that come Correct. in. Correct. That and would score be another them. use case. Absolutely. Yeah. Very cool. Okay, so what do what do people need to do to um, to use this? Where do they need to go? Uh, well, this is a great lead, and thanks for showing this website. I would yeah. say, you know, check out if you haven't been, obviously, to, to the Watson Developer Site. Go check it out. You know, you can download, you can start to play around with it. Um, go to the Watson Developer Site. That's probably the best way to get started. Would be my advice. And there's, and there's pricing available there too. And IBM, as you're saying, they're supporting startups that want to come in and start using the API and build Absolutely. applications on it. Absolutely. Terrific. So. Let's talk a bit about what's next. Rachel, what do you think is next in marketing automation? Well, I think we, t- we started talking about it, right? You know, we've t- been talking about ma- personalization for some time. I do think content and, and content personalization is going to continue to be a, a, a major topic. And how that's done, whether it's through advanced machine learning and AI techniques or through, um, you know, just more optimized design, you know, principles and things that start to come out, I think is going to continue to be something that is going to be a a theme for the next, you know, year, if not. I completely agree, especially as those technologies become more available for, you know, every marketer to use, Mm -hmm. right? They become simplified. Correct. And I think we we didn't touch on it, but I'm, you know, implied in that is going to be more video, more audio, right? So, yeah. 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 Maddie, what do you think? Um, I think for us, we are subscribers to the marriage of services and technology, the services and software, obviously, as an agency. Um, and I see over the next few years, you know, SaaS had just an incredible evolution, you know, in the in the recent years. Um, we've seen a lot of growth there. But there's a very specific conversation happening in software. There's a very specific conversation happening in services, and it's, they're kind of desperate right now. They're, they're opposite. So, or separate, I should say. So we kind of see um, a really powerful marriage between the two. Um, we all have 100 apps on our phone. We might use half of them. We have subscribed to so many things throughout the month. We might only know we're subscribed to two. We don't get a lot of value out of our software because we're quick. Um, you know, we're, our attention span is very, very short. So um, as a services provider, we really see um, maximizing technologies like Springbot, like Watson, um, with that services hand playing. Yeah. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I, I agree with both of you. It's um, it's kind of both parties, both the buyers and the sellers, so the e-commerce store owners and people who, consumers like us who buy things online, they're trying to get closer to the one-to-one relationship. They're trying to get back to that standing in a store, physically holding a product, uh, mulling it over, talking to the uh, the person who made it, 
um, and then making a decision based on that. And it's it's tough to do that through technology, through Twitter, through all these tools, because they have this tendency to pull you a little bit further away from that real human interaction. And so the next stage of, of evolution of a lot of this marketing is trying to, we kind of think of it as art and science. So Springbot brings a lot of the, the science, which uh, removes the friction between your artistry, your passion as a store owner, um, and the passion and lifestyle of the consumer and try to try to get those to uh, to merge. And so you've got tools like uh, content creation on, on our side, as, as we think about it. We were talking about the, um, you know, services component to SaaS. Um, mm-hmm. We certainly see that with a lot of our store owners where they have an agency that they work with for content creation for strategic. What we hope to do is is fuel that discussion with data-driven insights that guide the content. And so thinking of it in the future, it's almost here's a, an outline of an email. You know, we think you should be reaching out to these consumers. Uh, we think you should reach them with this promotion. Uh, and then bringing in IBM Watson, we think this is the, the sentimentality that you should use. You should be promotionally aggressive versus being um, informational and guiding. And if we give um, an agency, uh, a service provider, or even a store owner, something like that, they can enact a strategy that helps them grow better than if they were guessing. And so it's that art and science bringing the consumer and the e-commerce store owner uh, together better. Um, And I think there are a lot of channels that are starting to get added to that. So it's only getting more and more complex. You've got uh, Snapchat and Vine, and I'm probably already four generations of these, (laughs) these apps behind. But it's trying to figure out for each of those, how do we get that one-to-one conversation going, but do it in a way that's trackable, attributable, um, data-driven, so that you're not, we call it a marketing safari. You're not out on a marketing (laughs) safari, kind of taking pictures of all these channels, but ultimately not sure what's working and what's not. Uh, and I think that's that's the next uh, next stage of evolution for these. Wow, I love I love that imagery, marketing safari. So many trademarks here today, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, I personally think. I mean, what I it's interesting what you said about art and science because what I what I've been saying the past year and a half is that it seems like marketers are becoming developers and developers are becoming marketers. Mm-hmm. Marketers are starting to be able to ask technical questions right. Right, that they didn't just because now they're aware of it, the tools enable it, the tools show different reports with stats they didn't know even matter. Right. Um, and I think, um, I think there are going to be thousands of more tools, yeah. to be honest, because marketers are creative types. Mm-hmm. And now that marketers have this sense of, oh, things can be automated, and how can they be automated, and what kind of metrics we can track, they're going to think of more products and more startups to even rise. I think from a trend perspective, this concept of microservices and kind of just creating this extremely specialized, um, highly effective products that solve a very specific problem, Mm -hmm. and then have this very effective layer and services that connect all those together um, I think that's a trend. I think where we saw marketing automation companies in the past, um, similar to like Silver Pop, where they came in with this huge offering, we're going to do everything, you're going to do everything with us. I think that is going away. Mm-hmm. And business owners are starting to use the best solution for the best, you know, the, the specific problem. Right. Uh, personally, I think segmentation is kind of the, one of the bigger things that are going to get into the market. I don't think that's really solved yet. I think everybody understands that it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I think every marketing professional knows the value of it, but from an automation perspective, um, there are still some gaps there. So I think that's going to be pretty interesting to see in the next uh, next year or so. 
Yeah, I think it's the gap between segmentation and personas. So yep. yeah. exactly. there's a lot yeah. of segmentation out there, a lot of tools. Springbot has a tool, plug us in, drag and drop. You can build 25, well, I think we do by default 25 segments right now, and then you can drag and drop and create segments based on what people have purchased, how much they've purchased, whether they're going to churn, all these sorts of factors. Um, but it's tying those to your kind of gut about who's buying. So, and the message. And the message. Right. Um, that, that link is still a little bit looser than it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much, guys. All right. Um, so, Lior, let's turn our attention to you. It's been so much fun, though. Maybe we can just find some people on the street and talk to them. A bit. Yeah. It's time to talk about, um, uh, as we have some time left on this episode, uh, let's talk about uh, your business and uh, what, uh, how you spend your day. So um, talk to us about uh, AW Pro Tools, right? Um, and how does that help folks? Sure. So, um like I said, I mean, I'm a digital marketer, and I've been in marketing for many, many years. I've done a lot of email marketing as an affiliate marketer many years ago. And AW Pro Tools um, is um, an add-on to AWeber right now. We're actually expanding the product uh, that allows you to automate your email marketing if you're an AWeber marketer uh, through a variety of very, very cool features. Uh, product has been around since, like, 2012. Uh, so we're pretty pretty substantial in size right now. Yes. Yeah, so talk to us about the scale and the scope of that, the size. What does that look like? Sure. I mean, we just um, hit recently, we're processing over 60 million email addresses. Um, Say that again. How many? 60 million. <laughs> I thought my inbox was full. Yeah. yeah <laughs> wow. Right. That's a lot of spam going through our system. No. <laughs> so, I mean, how is that, Kate? I mean, how is that possible? What's, what's, what does that look like on a... Um, ground level. So when you have, you know, let's say you're a, you're a small business marketer, right? You oh, have right. a health and fitness product. Say your name is Joe, just say hypothetically. Name is Joe. Yeah, <laughs> for example. Let's use the name uh, Joe, yeah. You have a health and fitness product, okay. and you're starting to build your email list, and maybe it's 50,000 big, you know, long, maybe it's 150,000 long. Um, the concept is most marketers can't really create a very specific experience uh, for each segment. Right? We just talked about that. Um, so giving them the ability to create the different segments based on what actions people take is what we enable. So, you know, a most basic example is this. Let's say you have a health and fitness product. Um, you don't want to get people to fill out a big form where they sign up to your list, right? The more fields you add, the less conversion you're going to have. Yeah. That's just a kind of fact of online life right. for the most part. Um, so you just want to ask them what their email is. You don't want to ask them how old they are. You don't want to ask them if they're male or female. You don't want to ask them if they're trying to run more or they're trying to lose weight. Just want their email. But how's their day going? Is that ever on a field? <laughs> should be on a field. <laughs> right. What's your day look like today? That, that's an interesting, like, yeah, like a smiley face. Yeah, right? yeah. Like, how do you feel? And just like an emoticon click. Oh, yeah. That could be it should nice. be more emoticon. See, another trademark. That's just insane. This is a productive show. Yeah, yeah. We need to not make this live anymore because I'm sure people <laughs> listeners around the world are like, uh, yeah. I got that one. I yeah, got that exactly. One. Yeah. We're busy here in the studio <laughs> right. and they're yeah. just trademarking. Yeah. Um, so you're asking for their email and you're starting to send out your content, but it is really important to know if you're talking to men, women, if they bought a product from you in the past, if they got five emails from you and then bought something, or maybe they got a report. So the stuff we enable is you can convert the different clicks you have in the email to your landing pages. And based on those clicks and activities on the website also, you can start segmenting and moving people to different lists. So if I send you something and through that activity, uh, I know that you're a man looking to lose weight. I'm going to put you on a list that's very targeted towards that so I can develop a better relationship with you, give you more specific content, um, and eventually sell more. 
Speaking of selling, I noticed on your website um, there's a 14-day trial. Uh, yes. So we have uh, the product is uh, – so first of all, the product is for people that make money or want to make money with email marketing. And that's, that's a big emphasis because a lot of email marketers don't want to do it. Believe it or not, they don't right. want to do it. They they use their email to announce things, you know, or content, like, whatever. Yeah, like new features, yeah. press releases, you know, updates, okay. what's going on with the software, the product. Uh, this is not that. This is for people that actually want to make money with their email marketing. Okay. So our system starts at uh, thirty bucks a month, okay. goes all the way up to hundred bucks a month, depending on how many subscribers you have. Okay. Um, like kind of like Springbot, you know, we don't tie you in. If you if you don't like us, leave. So there's uh, no five-year contract? Yeah. No five-year contract. <laughs> uh, and Does anybody do that anymore? Does anybody do contracts? No, at Springbot, we don't have any contract. Yeah, yeah. yeah I month think, to month. You know, probably the big like B2B marketing guys. I don't know. You know, the $1,000 a month kind of yeah. service. What I've noticed is, I don't know if it's a paradigm shift, just as an observer or you, end user, is a lot of these subscription services now or month to month, but you can buy for the entire year. At oh, a, yeah, prepay for yeah, a discount. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. do that also. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what's the science behind that? Where you capture those folks and they're locked in for the year? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing we like about not having a contract is we have to prove our value month in, month right, out. Yeah. And um, coming from a customer discovery mindset, back from Flashpoint, we want that feedback. Right. Um, if there's something wrong with the product, if there's something that we're missing, we want people to raise their hand immediately. We don't want to wait till the end of the contract term to learn that we're missing a key feature. Um, yeah. So we, we definitely enjoy the month to month. Yeah, and even for us, I mean, we uh, we give a 30-day money-back guarantee regardless, you know. Even if you, like, finish your trial, you're starting with the first month and you don't like it, I mean, we don't want uh, people to just pay us money if they don't actually use the system and make money with it. Right. And then, and then if they're not happy with it and there's no um, uh, recourse, they're not really probably saying good things online about it, right? Exactly. But I, I'm okay as if I try something and if it doesn't fit, you know, if they're, um, uh, you know, we'll rebate that then you know then it's just wasn't a good fit right um so uh, we want to make sure uh, each of our folks get a chance to mention um how people would get in touch with them but leor in on uh, your end talking about uh, aw uh, pro tools how would they find out sure um best way is to go to the website awprotools.com uh you can sign up for a free trial like you mentioned uh, we are going to introduce some pretty cool features uh, very soon, and we're also expanding to other email service providers. Uh, the reason is, you know, I'm I'm a developer besides being a marketer, and it's very important to me that before I scale, I know what I'm doing. So that's why we waited. You know, now uh, besides the 60 million emails we process, obviously we process hundreds of millions of different marketing events and actions. Uh, so we know what we're doing, and we know what customers need. So now that we know what customers need, we're ready to scale, add features, add support for more services. Um, and if you go to awprotools.com, that's the best way to start working with us. Okay. And all of our guest information will be at uh, marketingautomationtalk.com. Yep. You can check that out. So um, uh, we do want to hear from each guest, um, if you would. Uh, what's a good day look like for you in your business as you go about uh, helping people? And also uh, how folks would reach out to you. So. Uh, um, so the best way to reach out to us is to go to springbot.com. Um, sign up for a demo. We've got uh, e-commerce consultants who would love to walk you through the product, and I guarantee you'll learn something about uh, e-commerce marketing through the process. Um, a good day for us. Um, you know, I think the, the, the best days are the ones where we hear our customers using the product. So you hear yeah. about their, their passion, their enthusiasm. They want to try to grow their business. They've got a new product, and uh, they come into Springbot, learn something insightful that they right. didn't know before. 
and that helps them on their path. It's uh, very fulfilling, very rewarding. Uh, we have an office down at Colony Square, okay. and we designed the whole floor plan around this notion of collaboration, where uh, coaches and sales reps and developers are all kind of centered around the customer experience. And so for us, it's all about uh, the e-commerce stores we work with. Colony Squares, you got a big makeover happening in the, yeah. in the works down there, right? We do. Actually, today they announced some new uh, renderings of it. But, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're taking off the roof. They're wow. opening up the space and uh, kind of uh, reinvigorating. They're taking off the roof before yeah. winter? I don't know exactly. <laughs> it's all about timing. Yeah. We need to take the roof off the studio, but I don't yeah. know how the seventh floor would feel that about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, give us a heater. <laughs> I hope they're giving you another roof. <laughs> I know, I know. It's a real open. They have a real. They went beyond the open door open policy. Concept. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's right. <laughs> they really blew the roof off it. Yeah. Um, MarketWake. You can reach us at marketwake.com or on Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at MarketWake. Um, a good day for us, I would say, is usually the first week of every month where we give progress reports to our clients and we get lots of rave reviews and excitement around revenue coming in. So um, that could sound cold and metrics-driven, but um, that's that's a good relationship and exciting for us. So, um, yeah, marketwake.com if you have any questions. Um, we're actually offering for marketing uh, automation talk listeners as the inaugural episode, 10% off. Um, first promotion we've ever done for the first three months of um, engaging with us. So uh, let me know if you're listening, and we're excited to chat. All right. And you can find um, anything all Watson at IBM.com slash Watson. Um, certainly follow us on Twitter, too. Watson has a great um, Twitter channel as well as um, LinkedIn. We have a bunch of new commercials coming out, which are oh, really? be very interesting. Yes, some new uh, IBM commercials that are going to be um, soon to be released. Nice. Um, and um, and a good day for us too, you know, kind of on the same thing as you know, around customer success. I'll be honest with you, I think for for me personally, having run a customer success and services organization, and now um, being more on some of the leading edge stuff with Watson, is seeing some of our customers that have been with us a long time finally adopting some of these advanced techniques and seeing the ROI. To be honest with you, and I think a lot of us don't talk about this as much as a lot of customers. Still, we talk about all these great things. Not all customers are using them. Adoption still is not where I personally think it needs to be. And while I love to be on like the total cutting edge, I also really get excited when customers that, I, that have been with us a really long time finally come up to me and say, oh, Rachel, we finally adopted you know, automated programs and oh my gosh, we're getting all this great data and we're getting these better lift in. And just seeing people become more, more mature marketers um, and finally making those steps to me is a, is a really great day. That's actually a great point. You know, mm-hmm. um, I like to say... Oh, well, not just me, but um, education without action is entertainment. <laughs> and uh, for marketers, that's so easy, right? We're storytellers. So, you know, we go to websites, we write blog posts, we do podcasts, we do video. Mm-hmm. It's very easy to consume content and really great content. And taking action is, is a big that's deal. So I would tell to our listeners, you know, if you're a marketer listening to this, if you're a small business owner listening to this, uh, go take action. I mean, you heard some of the basics here, right? We want to establish, like Maddie said, we want to establish some kind of a KPI to start with, right? What are we tracking? Why are we tracking it? And then we want to find a tool. Maybe if you have an e-commerce store, sign up with SpringBot. Start getting some data. Start getting a feel of how this world of automation can increase your business and make it better. And if you're a savvy marketer or if you're a startup that's building a new product, use stuff like Watson that's now publicly available. Eight years ago, if you want to work with Watson, you know, good luck. You had no way to do it. 
was really just reserved for people that had those relationships and those connections. Um, and now everything is is out there. Everybody wants to work with everybody. Everybody can work with everybody. Um, and taking action is a big is a big deal. So um, thank you very much, guys. We're actually on time, which is amazing. <laughs> Um, uh, like, like we said, you can find everybody's contact details and the websites on marketingautomationtalk.com where we're going to also have the recording of the show and where we're going to, you're going to find all the other shows that we're going to record soon. Um, so Lior, inaugural show, your thoughts, uh, takeaways. Um, I think you had great content, subject matter experts, obviously, um, and I like the last comment about adoption, right? Because I think I get excited just as an as a end user. I'll, uh, I'll get all these widgets loaded on my apps, whatever, right? And I fill up my phone. You know, I feel like I've done something. But yeah, but when you, when you start using it and implementing it, that's really the, the end game, right? Yeah, I think um, that was the whole point. You know, It's one thing going to a landing page and reading about what a startup does and then hearing you know, the CTO talk about it. You know, the yeah. guy that invented the thing. Talk about it. Right, right. Um, it's just there's only so much you can learn by reading a page. Right. Yeah. We as marketers, we have to say we're, we're creating our own segments, right? We're saying, okay, this is what we think are going to be the top three value propositions that we need to talk about on the page. And we can talk about all the different variations and how this specific service is going to be best for you. Uh, and this was a big objective of the show so people and listeners can hear more about it uh, and then go and try um, so they have a better idea of of why it's going to help their business and how. All right. Well said. So uh, I think that wraps up the first episode, the inaugural episode of Marketing Automation today. Yeah. Talk. Thank you so much, guys. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll see you next time. And with that, uh, as we mentioned, we're at the end of our first episode of Marketing Automation Talk, but the show doesn't end here. If you're still looking to improve your marketing strategy and automate your business, you can visit marketingautomationtalk.com to listen to more episodes. You can also visit the show sponsor at awprotools.com.